Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. It is 10.20 a.m. here on the 20th of August. Thank you for joining me. Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. I hope everybody's having a really good weekend. And uh, today, um, it is going to be a really hot day out here. I think the the humidity index is going to be in the mid-30s, so... Drink lots of fluids, stay in the shade, get in the swimming pool, go to the lake, um, try to stay cool. Um, So now I've been talking about this upcoming episode uh, for a few days now, and um, it is about uh, the trucker's convoy that in January, January 2022, and also, aka, I call it the Karen Carnival, um, I came across a YouTube uh, video, oh, it's got six weeks ago, and it was, so at that time, it was recent, and it was a... Uh, an interview um, conducted by um, Jordan Peterson. He's a Canadian clinical psychologist. He's written a lot of books. He's a public speaker. He's on Daily Wire. Interviewing one of the organizers of that so-called trucker freedom protest or the Karen Carnival. And it came to no surprise to me, you know, hearing from one of the organizers who, by the way, is up on criminal charges over that trucker convoy. And um, but that, like I said, it doesn't come no, to no surprise um, that he's interviewing one of the organizers. Now, during this video, and, and really not too far into it, 27 minutes and 28 seconds, you know, she's talking about um, health and the, the, the COVID-19 virus and referring to it as, you know, peop- the only people that would be accessible, uh, sorry, being affected by the, that that virus would be the elderly and people who are obese and ruling out, you know, any, basically any healthy people, you know, claiming that, you know, if you, if you go to the gym and you work out and, you know, you don't have anything to worry about. And so, you know, I'm thinking to myself, well, I got a fact check. And that's one important thing, you know, one of the important things to do. I mean, if you're going to bring content and or you're going to discuss something, um, you want to bring it to the table, then fact check. And that's exactly what I did. So when it comes to healthy people, when it comes like, oh, you know, basically children, adolescents, Teenagers, young adults, older adults, the elderly, um, the unhealthy, um, people who have underlying health conditions, you know. So, 
fact-checking information is really important. Fact-check, low body fat, healthy lifestyles do not prevent COVID-19. And the claim individuals who meet certain health criteria, such as low body fat percentage or healthy diet or regular exercise, um, so this claim that they're not at risk of COVID-19, and there was multiple posts on Facebook asserting that various traits eliminate the risk of COVID-19 have gone viral. The virus is so, so basically, you know, the virus is only killing, killing off obese people who never lifted weights or worked out in the days of their lives. The second post on the page um, lists a number of lifestyle choices that it claims are protected against the risk of, of the coronavirus. So, you know, I'm not sure who needs to hear this, but if you have an immune system and if you manage your weight, avoid processed foods, didn't drink alcohol, exercise regularly, get proper sleep, get sunlight, consume no sugar, and actually give and give a damn about your health then your immune system and body will do the job and you won't have to be afraid of a virus or any disease, one post said. It's a crazy concept called being healthy. So both posts also uh, justify not wearing masks based on their claims. Being normal weight does not protect you. Nobody's immune to COVID. You see, and then she refers to to, um, uh, doctors that um, uh, she was, she was, uh, she was following. And a Canadian doctor, Brian, uh, Brian Bridal, uh, another Canadian doctor, Christian um, Francis, and the infamous Dr. Malone. Now, Dr. Malone, you may have heard of because he was one, he was one uh, of the doctor scientists who was working on the mRNA vaccine and just and just for a note here, it that vaccine didn't all of a sudden just appear. That was something on hundreds of scientists, including Dr. Malone, were working on this 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 mRNA uh, vaccine years before the pandemic. Now, somehow he felt that he was being discredited for his work on, on, the, on the vaccine. And he starts spreading all kinds of disinformation about it, which was really surprisingly because, I mean, you know, he was, a, you know, a well-known scientist and doctor. And here's another fact check for you. From alone, despite all the disinformation he was spreading about the very mRNA vaccine that he was working on. He got vaccinated. He got vaccinated with the Moderna vaccine. So the disinformation about, you know, and then she's talking, she's talking about the mortality, you know, the mortality age, you know, the average age, well, she's from Alberta, the average age of of someone passing away is the age of 82. You know, generally, you know, a a male lifespan is about, um, I think they said, I think they said it was around, 79.8 years of age is both the average male. Has nothing, it does have some things to do, you know, with your health, you know, 
how, how more of that, of, of that uh, virus, how, how, how it's going to affect you, but to, to come out to, for her to come out and say, oh, if you're healthy, well, then you have nothing to worry about it. It was just, just a blatant disinformation. Now, the reason why, you know, this was this, um, of course, you know, um, this is, this is really about, you know, the federal mandates from the federal government, vaccination requirements for truckers. Now, in, in and around, um, she was, she was talking, um, she was, she was, she was talking about, um, border. So the border crossings, so the federal government mandating truckers to be, um, vaccinated. Now that, that, that meaning that truckers coming back into Canada, if they weren't vaccinated, then they would have to self-isolate for 14 days. And she goes on to say, well, how are they going to be able to make a living? How are they going to be able to pay their bills? And if they had to self-isolate for, for 14 days. Well, another reason to do fact-checking, you know, and, and to clarify some things, and I'll clarify this for you. I've been a trucker for 30 plus years. I did long haul trucking for over 16 years. So I can weigh in on, on what she has to say, you know, when it, when it comes to, to the trucking industry. Now, Other thing about the trucking industry, you know, with the trucking companies and, and then, you know, uh, the trucking industry and the government, you know, saying that 90% of, of the truckers um, have been vaccinated. And case in point, because to keep the goods flowing across the borders between Canada and the United States, the trucking companies are not going to jeopardize their drivers that when they come back into Canada and they have to self self for 14 for 14 days. Now here are some facts about the Canadian trucking industry. There right now, um, there is something around 324,000 Canadians who are truckers, cross-border truckers working domestically, home daily like myself and, and running freight across Canada. Now you have something like, uh, um, there was something like a hundred and, you know, 120 122,000 truckers who do cross border and 90% of those truckers were vaccinated. So 10% not so let's go, you know, 112,000 truckers who are not vaccinated and claiming they can't work anymore you know, because of the mandates, I'll say this. If you have a commercial driver's license, there's no reason not to work or no excuse not to work. And there's no excuse not to have a job. So the Canadian Trucking Alliance reports that in Canada alone, you know, the trucking industry is worth 65 billion with more than 324,000 drivers. Statistics show that 90% of all consumer products and foodstuffs were shipped by trucks 
Canada. Almost two-thirds by value by trade with the United States, which remains Canada's largest training partner without the trucking industry, the reels of commerce would stop rolling. Can you imagine if that would happen? <clears throat> now, the trucking industry generates $67.8 billion in revenue. There are approximately 134,000 Canadian for hire companies on the roads in 2019. And since then, the number has continued to grow. So who says they can't work? Believe me, I was watching the news, you know, when this, when, when this so-called freedom convoy started and stuff like that. And, and, and these truckers who are involved in this convoy, they're saying, oh, they can't work. They can't work anymore. You know, Trudeau government took away my job. It's called domestic. And there's there's drivers out there, you know, I mean, they just don't want to cross the border. And there's drivers who just can't cross the border, but they can still work. I, you know, during this, during that time too, I mean... I mean, if these 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 so-called truckers, you know, saying they can't work, I mean, they want me to cry them a river or a stream or a lake or for an ocean. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to feel one bit sorry for you, claiming that you can't work and you have a commercial driver's license. I know, and you know, that you know this this. You know, going, going from the from the onset of the pandemic, and and going in for the stay at home orders, stay stay at home orders, closing non essential businesses, closing schools. It took a real toll on people. It took a real toll on, on on people's mental health. It wasn't easy. Essential, the essential workers, you know, such as, as, as grocery stores could remain open, gas stations, manufacturing, the auto sector. Restaurants, libraries, schools, movie theaters, anything that was not essential had to close down. So I, I mean, I understand how difficult it must be for some people. Now, when it gets in into the uh, the GoFundMe, um, they were able to raise ten plus million dollars. Absolutely insane. GoFundMe suspended the payments, but before they did that, they already had released $1 million into one of the organizer's bank accounts. A million dollars. And then she 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 turns around and and well she was asked, you know, you know, why did you know why did um The GoFundMe, you know, suspend all this money. She 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 says, "Well, we were we were you know blamed as being terrorists." Well, that's not the case. Now. The GoFundMe platform, GoFundMe, says it will stop payments to the organizers of the Freedom Convoy 2022 and refund donors directly because the protest violates the rules on violence and harassment. So, GoFundMe. So, GoFundMe in the article turn, turn says they support peaceful protests. 
And we believe that the intentions of the Freedom Conference 22 fundraiser when it was first created. So now they have the evidence from law enforcement that the, the, the previous peaceful demonstration has become an occupation. We have protests all the time, like every country has protests all the time. And when it comes to any federal, you know, people have, you know, any federal discourse about what the federal government's doing, they go to Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. That is the capital of Canada. That's where the parliament buildings are. They'll go there and protest. And they've done this for decades and they've done this forever. There's a difference between a protest, a protest, and an occupation. These are two different meanings. So a peaceful protest is when you go press, go, go protest something that you, you know, you have any uh, discord of what, what the government is doing and you do it peacefully. And then an occupation is when you over, when you over, when you overstay, you overstay your welcome. I think it was back in 20, early 2019, there was something like a hundred trucks that went to Ottawa uh, from Alberta and it had to do uh, with their resources in Alberta. It's a big oil, oil uh, province. And so approximately about a hundred trucks, they had their protest. They protested over the weekend and then they left. It, it, you know, so after that, so January the 29th of 2022, when all these, when all these trucks and, and all these other vehicles ascended onto Ottawa on that weekend, And then not leaving, you know, the police services of Ottawa, I mean, they, they were, they felt that they were prepared, you know, and then, you know, going into the week and then realizing that say, Hey, they're not leaving. You any obstacles, any vehicles, um, as barricades is illegal. Impeding, harassing, intimidating others is illegal. The hair, the, 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 uh, the horn, the air horn blowing day in and day out. And you can go and you can go uh, and, and Google search um, the, the Freedom Convoy and you can Google, uh, Google search um, Google search the, the, the uh, air horn blowing. And even on YouTube, you can do that too. And, and you can listen to it. And you think about that going on day in and day out. Night and day. People um, disrespecting, you know, there, 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 there was an individual who was jumping up and down on the tomb of the unknown soldier, defacing the Terry Fox statue. You want to know who Terry Fox is? You can Google search Terry Fox. He was a young, young man who had cancer. He lost a leg to cancer. And he, this was back in, back in, back in the, um, in, in the eighties. And he was, he was, had an artificial leg and he was going to run across Canada to raise money 
for research for cancer. And he has nothing, his statue in, in, in himself have nothing to do with freedom. He believed in science. He believed in helping others. There were people who were intimidating and harassing. Uh, there, there was a homeless shelter uh, down there as well. And people were intimidating and harassing the staff, demanding food from a homeless shelter. We still had mass, mass mandates um, in place. People were going, running through the center town mall, the big major mall of downtown Ottawa around the parliament buildings harassing workers, harassing customers because they were wearing masks. They had to shut down the center town mall. Businesses at that time in January of 2022, businesses at that time were allowed to open. People could go to work. They have restaurants down there. They have all types of businesses down there. And no one could get down there. So at the time of, of opening up their businesses up like that, they only had to turn and shutter their doors once again because of all the intimidation and harassment by, by others. Now, they also, uh, she was also talking about, I think it was almost like a... Um, And, uh, I think it was an, an hour and seven minutes into the into the interview. Removal removal of the children who truckers brought their families and then the kids are living in the trucks for for the lap, for for the whole entire three weeks. And this is about the time when the federal government then was, was talking about invoking the Federal Emergencies Act, and that if you have children. Please remove them now. One member of the family take the children out of that area. Do not bring children down to this occupation. You know, because this is going to be, you know, a very large um, police movement. And we don't, and at the time, they don't want anybody else dispersing onto that area of the of the apartment buildings in the main main roadway um, of, of the apartment buildings, saying that, you know, uh, well, they don't have the right to remove children. Well, they do have the right to remove children. Now, I think it was a, a, um, an hour, an hour, eight, hour, nine. She talks about um, a, a separate area outside of the apartment buildings where they had a staging area of, of fuel, gasoline, propane they actually even they they ordered a, a a tanker full of diesel now does that not tell you that this is not a demonstration this is not a protest this is this is an occupation they made it very clear that they were not going to leave until all federal and provincial mandates were lifted. She claims that the police raided them in this separate area outside of, of, of the area where all the trucks and, and, and uh, 
cars and everything were barricading all the roadways. So um, they, they raided them. Absolutely, they raided them. To take away all the fuel. They, they, I mean, they had gasoline stored with propane. Diesel stored with the gasoline. Very volatile situation. And she claims they were, they were, you know, the police came in and, and we were stealing their food. And I was like that. That was not the case. Both stealing their food. It was strictly to remove the fuel, to cut off their supply. Invoking the federal the federal uh, emergencies act uh, for the first time of its use. You know, saying that you know the government can't the government can't do that. When it becomes one of the one of the main things why they can is, is public disorder, which this this became um, um, very evident that, that this is what this is an occupation. Now. We had, you know, during the time too, like, you know, yeah, we had federal mandates and we had provincial mandates. All the mandates, you know, so so the federal mandate was, would be for um, air, rail, shipping, trucking, like, so, you know, land, air, and sea. Um, of course, other federal, uh, um, federal workers. Now the provinces uh, of Canada, so 10 provinces and three territories, we have the premiers of each province and territory and all the top doctors. They're the ones mostly who, who had all these mandates. Whether it was with 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 uh, masking, vaccine passports, um, when we're opening for reopening, you know what we're going to be able to do, how many people are going to be able to gather in at certain times when all this was going to happen. They are they had everything in place when these mandates were going to be lifted. Now, when it, when it comes to, when I'm going back here for just a few minutes here, when it comes to the, the, the border mandate vaccines for truckers, the United States government at the time, Joe Biden, talked about vaccine mandates for non-essential and essential workers and people crossing into the United States to be vaccinated and show proof of vaccination before the federal government of Canada mandated the federal uh, mandate vaccines for truckers. So, for an example, let's say the Canadian government didn't have that mandate for essential workers and the, and the United States did. These truckers, if you weren't vaccinated or anybody who wasn't vaccinated, would not be able to cross into the United States. So then what are they going to do? Protest the United States government? Good luck with that. It was going to happen either side of the border, no matter what.
what did they what did they accomplish really nothing because when it when it comes to, um when it comes to um lifting mandates So Ontario, so look at the Ontario's timeline for, for, um, for lifting all COVID, all COVID, um, um, measures and like any other province across Canada, you know, here in Ontario had laid out its plans to lifting remaining COVID-19 public health measures, including man mandatory mask and workplace vaccination policies, you know, by the end of April, March 9th. So, so they, so that protest was January 29th, right into, so three weeks, nearly almost nearing the end of like nearing the end of February, this, this, this occupation went on for March 9th close contacts of people with confirmed COVID-19 infections or symptoms don't need to isolate if the person lives outside of their household March 14th vaccination policies will no longer be required in hospitals long-term care homes schools and child care settings March 21st, mass mandates will end in most places, including schools and child care settings. March 28th, the Reopening Ontario Act will expire, meaning the Premier of Doug Ford um, can't use the legislation to issue new pandemic management orders. April 27th, essentially all public health measures against COVID-19 will end. And then the, 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 uh, timeline, um, the timeline for, um, as soon as I get down to it here, it take me a second here. timeline for Canada for, for the entire country okay I don't know why this isn't isn't uh, allowing me to bring it up here it's just too many things being done at one time it's not possible so um, yeah I'll bring this up again Now, okay. Anyways, it's not going to allow me to bring it up, which is ridiculous because I put it in there for a reason. Not much difference in when the timelines were going to take place. So the provinces and the entire, so provincial and federal already had a timeline in place for when these restrictions were going to be lifted. So how long do you, th so how do they think that they were going to be able to stay and occupy and, and intimidate and harass the residents of Ottawa? Were they going to be well into, well into March of 2022, April of 2022, June, July? Do you think they're going to be staying there? It's not going to happen. You know, when it comes to invoking the Federal Emergency Act,
and um, what, how they can how they can do it. Now, what is the Canada's Federal Emergency Act? Now, the Emergency Act gives the federal government sweeping powers, but before it can be triggered, Ottawa is required to consult with provinces and territories. And they have a vote in the House in the House of Commons. Now, one of the reasons they can do it because the proportions of nature to exceed the capacity or authority of a province to deal with it. Well, the city of Ottawa couldn't deal with it. Doug Ford, the Premier of Ontario, yeah, he he invoked the the Ontario Emergency Act, but then sat on his hands. Right? It gives special powers to to the Prime Minister to respond to public welfare emergencies. Of course, natural disasters and disease outbreaks, public order emergencies that arise. So, a public order emergency. You had the barricading, the the, the at the Coots Alberta border crossing, Windsor and Detroit border crossing, which, by the way, was you know millions and millions of dollars, if not billions, like I said, cross. You got the auto sector, you know, and, and the trades and the trades between Canada and states. So then you got you got you got truckers against truckers. You're gonna block the border so the truckers out there who are actually doing their jobs get difficult for them to cross back into Canada. And then all the people who joined in on that, the, like the general public, and then you say you turn around and you and you support truckers. I don't know whose side you're on, but who, and 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 how can you say you support truckers? You can't have it. You can't have it both ways. You either support truckers or you don't. And by and by barricading barricading the the uh, uh, the border crossings, you certainly don't support truckers. And then and then in the uh, uh, the interview, and you can you can you can um, uh, go go to that interview on. Um, on YouTube and uh, you can, you can watch this interview and you, you can, um, you know, see exactly, you know, uh, what I'm talking about. And um, I can bring, you know, bring that up for you. Cause it's supposed to, it's supposed to be, saved in, in my, um, in my favorites. Now, anyways, he goes on to talk about, um, it was nearing, nearing the end of, of the interview. Now you may or may not heard about this, uh, the Coots, uh, border, blockade in 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 uh in alberta um the rcmp um infiltrated and discovered that 
they had weapons stored in the back of trailers with weapons, ammunition, body armor. Four individuals have been charged with attempted And she goes on to say that she feels sorry for the Coots boys. I don't know how, how anybody can feel sorry for, for them. I mean, if you have weapons and ammunition and body armor, you have that for one reason and one reason only. And you know what that reason is. I don't have to tell you what it is. And to go and for her to go on to say she feels sorry for them. That's just absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. They're already starting the process of the court cases for individuals. I most feel sorry for them. You broke the law. Now you can go on and you can you can Google search uh, Coots Alberta and, and um, the weapons that they found and you'll be able to see the, 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 the type of weapons that they had. Assault rifles. Body armor. Ammunition. Assault style weapons. Nothing to feel sorry for. Not surprisingly that when you hear something from somebody, you know, who is one of the organizers of that. And by the way, she's not even a trucker. She doesn't even work in the trucking industry. There was only, there was only uh, two people, maybe a couple more that I, that I found who, who were, who actually are. One of them owns a trucking company. One of them is an owner operator, meaning he owns his own rig. So he can put his truck on any company, you know, for hire. So if you, if you're a Canadian trucking company operator, you own a trucking company. Well, then you should, you, you, you should know that you can work domestically. No excuse not to work. Does it comes no it comes to no surprise to me that you know um, still today after that circus you know um, one of them comes forward and has an interview and it's not surprising you know what she's talking about you know when she talks about the doctors that that she was following which by the way back at the beginning of the show that they were all spreading this information talking about the health that only elderly and in the sick and the obese you know um would would, would uh get covid and the 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 morbidity rate or morbidity age You know, when in fact that's not the case and that's when it's so important to do fact checking. They have two of them right now coming September, I believe it is. Their hearings are coming up in court. There's others will be a little bit further down the road. There is a I think something like a 340 million class in lawsuit against the organizers. That will be coming to court very soon.
people still argue today that the um, government didn't have the right to invoke the Federal Emergency Act. And they had, they, you know, they had to, um, hearing about invoking the federal emergency act. And it it has, and it has come out that the government did meet the threshold to invoke the Federal Emergency Act during that time of that occupation in January 2022. Now, if I can find it here, I don't know why it's not allowing me to to find it because it's there. I'll find it this way. This is even faster for me to find it. So like I said, you you too can um, you can go on YouTube and I'll go to my Save videos here. So it is called Truckers on the Front Lines of Freedom. She's being interviewed, like I said, by Jordan B. Peterson. He is a clinical psychologist here in Canada, public speaker, He's written many books. He's on Daily Wire. And so, you know, I was watching this, like I said, and I thought, well, maybe this is this is her um, psychiatrist session, being Jordan Peterson being a psychiatrist. But anyways, that's what it's called. Um, and they and and then in in uh, Canada, hashtag um, polit- political prisoners. Like, give me a break. Unbelievable. So you can watch that whole that that whole um, interview. It's a it, it runs for an hour and forty eight minutes, and you can see exactly what I was talking about, exactly what she was saying, and you can view your own. Then you can have an informed opinion, you know, and that. So, like as 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 I did. I'm also working on a, a short video about this. I got the content up on, on, on the video, but I haven't videoed myself talking about this. I haven't done that just yet. And I'll be working on that because that takes, that takes a little bit more time and then doing, uh, doing um, all the editing, you know, on, uh, in the editing processing, and that takes time um, to do that. So um, slowly working on that, and then that'll eventually be posted up onto YouTube. And then when that when it's done, I will let you know when it's done. And then when it, it gets posted up onto YouTube, so um, I'm hopefully within uh, within a week or whatever like that. Um, I should have all that done. But anyways, um, I did, you know, like I said, I, you know, I talked about doing this episode um, for, for a little while anyways, and just to go through some of the things that she had to say and fact check it and, you know, discredit whatever she has to say and the people who she follows. Um, she obviously hasn't learned her lesson. And I guess we'll find out whether, 
you know, she'd be found guilty in the court of law for um, her role um, in this Karen Carnival occupation and with the others. And we should be hearing more about the class action lawsuit. That'll be coming, <clears throat> that'll be coming out in the news sometime, sometime soon because those cases are going to be coming forward. So again, I want to thank you for joining me this fine Sunday here across Ontario, Canada. It is, it is going to be um, a really hot one today. And despite all the weather that we've had, and oh, and oh, by the way, um, I did a, a, a couple of days ago, I was talking about uh, the wildfires here across Canada. And um, in the Northwest Territories, Yellowknife, um, they had to evacuate the entire population of somewhere around 4,000 people. Right now, there's there's over a thousand forest fires burning across Canada. Approximately six hundred out of out of uh, control. It's just total devastation from from the Northwest Territories, um, Alberta. Northern Ontario and and uh, Quebec. Uh, yeah, it's I mean, you can go online and, and you can Google search for fires Canada update 2023. And it's uh, it's not good. It really isn't. So you can only, you know, help and and support and, and donate. Um, to help the people who are affected by these forest fires. So I will be back out here Monday night at 9.30 p.m. And after I'm done this episode, I will have that new episode posted up on, on Podbean. And if you're following me, you, you would get a notification that a show is, is upcoming. And I'll be doing that when I'm done this show. And until then, and of course, if you can join me, that'd be I understand. Um, so until then, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy your week, upcoming week. And stay safe. And thank you. And thank you.